it started when I was six years old, when my dad taught me to sail. From that moment, I, I was hooked on this. You know, I it was there was something inside of me that just wanted to learn more and, and to become a good sailor. An inner voice, a driving compass, if you will. By the time I was 13 years old, I won a national championship. I was the number one sailor, uh, 13-year-old sailor in all of America. Welcome to Wonderings. I am Amy Schaefer. I'm the creative director of The Wonderment. I'm here with my friend. Matt Thomas, education director at The Wonderment. The last 10 years um, have led us to observe communities all over the world. And in these experiences, we've encountered people that are of all ages who were meeting the world just a little differently. They were willing to see and do things in unexpected ways. And we saw and felt how their presence made different and almost magical things possible. It reconfigured the realities within their communities, and it started to meet needs and weave new patterns in small and profound ways. Yeah, we started to recognize these people as sort of what we've called curious community builders, and realizing that they also have some threads in common for how diverse the outcomes are, how diverse their communities are. There's some sort of a pattern here. And we thought, what would happen if a whole community of these wanderers came together? Is there something that we can all learn together? And what do we want to do next with that? So that's what brings us to this episode of Wonderings with our friend, Captain Tim. Captain Tim has a fairly insatiable draw to be able to connect to the world through the ability to sail truly through it. And he has taken an early the early experiences that he had with sailing, which we're going to explore a little bit today because we're really interested in how early formative experiences and the things that we were interested in, the things that really called us forward into the world as kids and as young people really serve to bring our inner and outer worlds together. And you kind of heard a little bit, a, a preview of what that meant and, and kind of the, the road that that took Tim on as a young person. And as an adult, that's something that has brought him to circumnavigate the world three times. Um, he has been formative in creating systems that have helped um, island communities receive uh, hurricane relief. He's been involved deeply in various humanitarian uh, roles that have been connected with his uh, his position as a captain um, on various yachts and, and sailing vessels. And it's really interesting because it it always puts a smile on my face that this is someone who I also uh, talk to and, and connect to about things, which seems very improbable. And that's one of the things that we love about these, uh, these wonders, these people that we have in our world. It's kind of why we decided to do all of this is because those people that we've gotten to connect to from these really diverse experiences and walks of life, um, when they connect to each other, that starts to create an interesting story and an interesting possibility. One of the things that struck me the most about this conversation with Tim was how viscerally um, he felt this motivation, this, this thing that drew him forward into sailing um, and how immediate that was. But I was just in awe of the, the feel and the performance. And straight away, my dad gave me the tiller. And immediately I felt that connection with the, the elements and the balance. Uh, too much wind in the sails, you tip over. Too little, you don't go anywhere. And I mean, I got it like straight away. 
I, I took to it like a fish in water. It just became, uh, you know, really a natural fit. And the more I pursued it, the more, you know, I got good at it. So the ability to feel forces and elements and the ability to feel like you as a six-year-old kid and this as he's reflecting on this experience as a six-year-old I could feel when he was talking about it I could feel it in me which is fascinating to me that I felt the visceral connection of those things and what that would spark in in the curiosity part of your mind to continue to move forward and feel your way through that and the fact that he was put in a position where he could feel that which is also a position of power in the boat to make decisions at that level is really interesting. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. We talk so much about sort of that special energy of young people of youth, you know, such there's a cliche around that too, but we actually, we think it's something real too. Obviously that's why, why we do this. But um, I thought this experience shed really interesting light on kind of like the source of, of part of that youthful power and that the, the visceral, nature of it i think is is a is a big part of it i was just thinking of the moment where his hand takes hold of the tiller and not to get too poetic with this but in that in that moment this little this body this little boy is extended into not only the ship that he's on but also through that to the wind and and to the to the sea and i was thinking about the power of the wind and the sea i mean those are now like godlike things that you're connected to you know and i think he could feel for the first time that intense connection and it's kind of silly i i don't know if you remember amy any time when you were a kid where you first had control of a huge thing i mean i remember the first time i steered the car and of course that's not quite as visceral but but i suddenly realized like oh i'm in this tiny fragile body but a a little twist of my wrist and i'm turning the car like the whole thing, I'm I'm in control of this thing that I could have that kind of power and direct. Not only I could have the feedback from the world, I could feel the force of the car, and I could also steer the car. I don't know. Did you ever have a thing like that? Totally. I think that that's. Um, I think those kind of uh, experiences that bring that kind of visceral those those balance points into play. So I think for me, and it, it's interesting. I actually have a really strong memory of my mom describing her own experience that is like this to me as a kid. So this is secondhand. This isn't even me actually having the experience myself, but my mom describing it and using it as to convey something to me of water skiing when she was being pulled by the boat and having a difficult time getting up and realizing that she had to angle, she had to wait. She had to angle the the skis and the pressure of the boat, which again are, are very, I mean, it's a strong engine. It's water and physics. And, and yet she was drawing something from that. That was a, the, the message she was giving to me and sharing that story was you've got to let it pull you up. You've got to let the water like support you. You've got to let the boat pull you up. And I, the, that stayed with me in such a vivid way as a story that was conveyed to me. I think that's why I connected to this insight that, that Tim was sharing was that this place of being in a play in a place of true agency to engage very powerful elements and to use it to, to do what you want to do is an incredibly uh, powerful concept that I think that we as humans maybe are able to relate to most effectively through this physical analogical state. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, yeah. And when you're a child, that's really 
that's the way you do relate with things. Things don't occur to you unless they're happening to you in that way. And I think that's, again, a part of the the wisdom of youth and and this, again, this powerful experience of youth of, of maybe for the first time or for the first few times connecting with that ability to be a part in connection with things and controlling something. And I think the second thing that comes out of that, that is a unique, one of these experiences of youth that fuels whatever their power is, is once you're standing up on the on the water skis, or once you're in control of the tiller and making the boat go somewhere, you've kind of demystified the whole system. Or driving the car, you're like, oh, oh, this isn't a big, huge, mysterious world. You just do this, and I turn this way, and you go this way, and I'm doing it. I'm doing this thing that I've seen other people do. I had no idea I could do it, but I'm just doing it, you know? And I think that that we've seen many especially like teenagers who are working in entrepreneurial pursuits and things like that suddenly they're in charge of the store and they're like oh it's cool it's not that easy but it's it's just a thing that people do i can do it well and i think that 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 demystification in one way could almost insinuate that that's uh uh, that there's that it le- then loses that motivational appeal but i think the thing that was interesting in tim's conversation and it, it unlocked. And I think this is actually the more accurate when you demystify the possibility that one can do that, you increase the desire and the motivation to continue to engage those forces in a way that allows you to do things. And it almost, it, it merges you with what your desire is it, at such a level, at such a visceral level that then incredible motivation can flow out of that. And I think that he, you know, the first quote that we heard from him when he was describing, you know, he went from the first time sailing at six. And clearly this is a very specific example for him, but I think we can all think of analogies when our, our just deep motivation state has been engaged. And it can be in something as a kid, that's like, doesn't, it doesn't result in a national championship, but that you go deep into it. And I think that that's something that as adults, often we struggle to, um, connect into that, 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 uh, kind of PowerPoint of engaging your deep motivation, your deep attention for a period of time that then yields incredible learning and, and the proficiency um, that comes out of that. Yeah. And, and then you take this first step, things get sort of demystified. They, they get demystified in the sense that the mist of clears and you can see, oh, there's a path that I can walk here. I can take the next step. So it's not like you've accomplished anything. You actually can see what is possible you are able to from that position recognize that you can you can navigate from that position and you can create and you can experience and you can do and when you realize the incremental capacity to do that then strengths start to develop and then abilities start to develop and i think that's actually something that tim um in kind of moving into the next part of his story uh related when it when he started talking about some of the experiences he had as he was circumnavigating the world so you know clearly this this theme of sailing and this experience of sailing and this deep motivation has been something's persisted and shaped his life in foundational ways. It's his work. But as he was doing this job, quote unquote, as, as, as being a captain, he would encounter these um, communities uh, and these small island communities where his desire to share this experience that got him to where he was literally and physically sit, you know, standing there on this island with the young people who were there, he started to speak to groups of young people in schools about um, doing what you love and about really following that path and and the way that th- that looked in his life and why that connected him with them and, and and kind of an inspirational type of way. And yet 
he kind of recognized that he wasn't that these kids weren't in that same you know place of power in quite the same way as he was the vision that i i think i'm pursuing now is unfinished business you know i've talked to over 10,000 young people all around the world and i've seen in their eyes that they have the same spirit that i had when i was their age uh, about creating this life that i was starting to be curious about to wonder about then to envision they would get excited but i they didn't have the same opportunities i did and to me that's kind of some unfinished business so i think it was so interesting hearing him describe these you know these experiences he'd step into this up this uh, feeling of excitement that these kids that he was encountering had in hearing his story and starting to respond to some of the possibilities that he was, you know, alluding to and feeling the desire for some of those things in themselves. And that being a, that part of it being a very satisfying experience. And then realizing as he, as he left and moved on to these different places that there was a piece that was missing. Yeah. And my mind first went to just imagining a little bit more about the life of those actual kids on a remote island and Tim coming to visit them there. And I thought they, in many ways, they're in an enviable position. Um, they have opportunities that, they do have opportunities that Tim never had. They, they live in a close knit community on an island in the South Pacific usually. Like their, their whole world is bounded and, and safe and comfortable in some ways in a social setting like that. But then, they are also connected in a global community, as evidenced by the fact that Tim is coming to visit them. And they know about the outside world. They know about the forces of globalization and climate change and so forth, both good and bad. And they know that there are opportunities to, 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 to be off the island. Um, and they also know that the things that are happening off the island are affecting them often very adversely. And I, I was just thinking about um, how rich and interesting that combined experience is. And so now Tim goes into that and he shares with them, you know, anything is possible. I, I never thought I would sail around the world three times, but I took that first step we mentioned in that, in that last section, and my path led me here. And you can take a first step on a path and it can lead you somewhere. But um, his experiences for years now going around and having this discussion have left that sense of like, there's an unfinished business. There's something else that needs to happen to truly unlock the potential in those kids, the resource that they've built up by growing up the way that they have, so that that resource can meet whatever is in the outside world and really dignify the path that they see for themselves. And I think that's the part that feels like that really interesting um, connection point from drawing this, this, these curious insights that Tim has gathered through his younger life and, and kind of that moved him forward and that we can all kind of learn something from and see something from as well meeting up with the cognitive dissonance of but how do you actually how do you actually offer this in a in a and and ref, and recognize that there are circumstances that may make that more not quite as you know direct as as you might think it would be of just being able to show up and give this to someone it's actually inviting them into an experience in a way of navigating their immediate world which is where i think that um Tim kind of offers some new insights. The younger generation living in these small island communities that are challenged with education, et cetera, we can't expect them to become adults and just take, the, take, a, take this over. They need to be involved now. 
to work on the challenges that our, our world and their communities are facing right now. And we give them the tools to do it. I think that was one of the most poignant parts of the conversation with Tim that I've reflected on since um, is the sense of responsibility and helplessness to realize that the system that we all in various ways engage in and are more and have maybe this, this broad awareness of is having a real impact in these places that these, these places that are, you know, have these incredible rich natural relationships with land and water and are being impacted in very real ways that then also affects the social structure. Um, and yet doesn't necessarily have the same vantage point or proximity to feel like they, they can address that on the local level and, and work through those things. And so I think that that's some of the, some of the question that led Tim to, you know, meeting us in the first place was realizing this this spark that he talked about seeing this sense of potential and then this sense of impending challenge and, and real very, you know, current challenge that, that these kids are caught between and needing a way to actually be able to recognize their own power within. Yeah. We frame this sometimes and rightly so in terms of like what tools and resources can we bring to, to them? I, I almost thought I backed away from that a little bit in one sense. I was thinking about our work with the wonderment. We have access to a huge array of tools. We have, you know, media and social media. We have our own kind of training. We have our networks of people and, um, we have spent a lot of time trying to figure out what to do next, what is appropriate to do next in a world that is incredibly dynamic with needs that are changing all the time with new perspectives arising that can really be, um, it can, it can seem quite confusing. And that's, we're working on that purposefully. But I was thinking in, in the world in general, we have massive tools of economic development, technology, all those kinds of things. And honestly, the people in charge don't seem to know really what to do with it to the benefit of humans um, right now. There's not a lot of clarity on that. I was thinking about this in terms of the, the ship analogy. We've built the ships. We've built lots of different kinds of ships. Um, and the people are steering them willy-nilly all over the place. It's like, and a lot of them are crashing into each other. <laughs> um, but what Tim is suggesting here is that it is um, advantageous and, in fact, critical to put young people in control of the tools, to bring the tools to them and to put them in charge, not just for their own personal benefits so that they can make their communities better, but actually for the benefit of all of us. Well, and I think that also alludes to another element that he shared, which is as much as they really clearly need this experience of being able to see their own personal power start to uh, be reflected in their world and reflected in the things that they're able to do, um, we also need the perspective that they bring equally so e equally much. And so this is a this is an equally needed and advantageous connection to be able to as his dad did, hand kids the tiller and and actually give them the chance to encounter these elements directly and feel like they have the ability to navigate. Um, because in doing so, they may show us different ways forward than we're used to um, navigating. And we desperately need their curiosity, that youthfulness, wonderment that hasn't been tainted by, you know, we can't, we've done that before. We can't do this. That's impossible. I think that comes back exactly to how we started with 
started this conversation with, you know, why put youth in in control? Because they have that special power of of the beginner's mind of looking out um, without preconceived notions and with the great enthusiasm of taking first steps into a path that looks very exciting. Um, that's the kind of energy and forward looking that we need when we're talking about um, who's in control of the tools. And I think this is the, I, what I really love is this insight of needed experience and, and desirable development and outcome merging into the same opportunity point is where this, this kind of the inside of this wondering has really stood out to me. This, when we do that, when we either, when we give up the helm or when we take the helm in, in kind of going back to the example of how he was introduced to sailing, two different things are happening at the same time, a developmental track that leads the possibility for an individual person to a totally different place, but then also the ability for us to go to a different place with that person um, as a collective whole. And I think that that is, you know, whether we're talking about age there or circumstance or different things, when we give this place of possibility, it could be perceived as a risky thing, right? Because if you've got somebody who knows how to do that and, and you're only looking at the outcome of the efficiency or the speed in that moment, that might not look as the, the really desirable, uh, thing to do. But I think that that's one of the, the, it's one of the deep things that I felt the emotion come up in Tim about was that there were people who were able to recognize that point of possibility for him as an individual, um, to such a degree that they were willing to see that, that vantage point rather than focus on the, the immediate outcome of that moment. Give up the helm. You know, I, I look from a sailing perspective, I, and these are some of my closest, dearest friends today are the people that when I was a young kid during a race, they said, Tim, take the helm. And as a young kid steering, steering the boat in a race that this mentor of mine just gave me the helm, that alone that opportunity and the confidence that I gained from those opportunities is exactly why I'm here today. If young people don't get an opportunity to take the helm until they're 25, 30, or they work their way up to the helm, to that captain seat, we're missing a great opportunity as, as, a, as a generation. Here. I think the message to people at the helm today is to give young people the helm. Yeah, I love that so much. I think that attitude has informed so much of what we've aspired to do um, with the Wonderment Project and um, building youth communities and, and engagement around projects. It's kind of strange how strangely this is regarded that if you want young people to be the beneficiaries of your actions, do you ask them first, what do they what do you need what do you want how would you like this to go and then we will meet you in that place you know effectively they have the helm of the actions that we take um, and obviously we have some experience and some um, knowledge about how that should go to help keep an eye on how the the ship is being steered but the point is that they are steering the ship and receiving you know connected into all of that feedback 
connected into the world in that very substantial way with that feeling of like, I've got a big ship around me and I'm sailing it and I, I can kind of see where to go. And I think, you know, that's, that's the experience that we're seeking to produce for other, for the young, for young people we work with because it's great for them, but also because it's great for us. And as Tim says, they're going to be around for the longest. It's time for them to take the helm. Well, I think that's, I mean, that's how we met Tim in the first place. That really comes full circle is that he was actively looking for people and ways that he could come back to these places and actually have the mechanism to offer, to actually be able to say, I, instead of just in telling them about his experiences or inspiring them with his experiences about being able to do that, that he could actually tangibly hand them the tiller. And that's, uh, you know, as he prepares to go around the world again, this, you know, his next steps moving forward are he's embarking on another one of these journeys and going back to some of these same places that brought up this question in him of like, when I leave, what, what am I, what am I actually offering here? And what am I able to tell them in a truly inspiring way? Um, he wanted to be able to come back with the actual ability to do that. And so that's really inspiring to me about this conversation. Is it someone who, you know, took these experiences that he had, what has reflected on them just enough to recognize I need to, I need to push a little bit further and ask questions and find people that I can, uh, connect with who are, who will help me to do this. And now, you know, that's what we're really surrounding and supporting him and his work to do is to be able to go back and gather these communities, of young people learn about, you know, involve them in reflecting on their immediate surroundings and creating things that they want to see happen, which then can be connected with, um, tangible support with, with funding, with awareness, um, and, and different things like that. So when you reflect in your own life on the moments that maybe, you know, obviously metaphorically, unless we have some, some other sailors in the mix, in which case please weigh in as well, but metaphorically, when have you been handed the, the helm in your life and how has that affected you or how, when have you handed the helm to someone else and where have you seen the potential in those exchanges? What have you learned in those moments that that has been the case and what do you you know hope to see happen moving into the future from those formative experiences that's what our uh path challenge for tim's uh wonderings episode is about and then if you want to see the other work that tim is starting this as he's starting to gather these youth in these island communities and engage with them to to be able to give them the helm <laughs> Um, you can check out the Band of Explorers community on the Wonderment. That is where Tim is doing, beginning that work. And uh, check that out and see if there are ways that you're interested or inspired to get involved in that work. Yeah, if you were so lucky as a kid to be handed the helm by a mentor and have them stand by with their hand on your shoulder as you took your first steps, that's amazing. Probably many more of us grabbed the tiller for ourselves and maybe were scolded once or twice. Some of us woke up on a boat where there was no one at the tiller and we had to suddenly just grab it. So all of those are, are interesting experiences to us from those of you wanderers out in the world that we'd love to hear about. So um, hop on that path and um, contribute your story. Um, it helps us draw these patterns of behavior that um, lead to the coming together of wanderers into these curious communities that we think are the critical element. And I think that's the the connection point that we're all hoping to have too, is that each of us that is 
thinking or listening or working this way in the world has a vantage point and a perspective that shapes what that possibility looks like. So we look forward to seeing that connection, the path. We're so excited to introduce you to more of these wonders who have these really kind of compelling awarenesses of these things. I, I, I never, I'm surprised and I shouldn't be, but in a delightful way that each time we have one of these conversations, these insights and awarenesses that shape my week, you know, afterwards in really powerful ways just naturally occur. So yeah. we're excited to continue to connect those. Me too. All right. Until next time.